1: Good morning. It is January 19th. It is 6 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and we begin this hour talking about former President Donald Trump. He says records found by FBI agents in Florida include hundreds of empty folders that had been used to hold papers That he later collected following the meetings. He said when he was in the Oval Office or elsewhere, papers were distributed to him and lots of people. And they would often be marked with the word classified or confidential or some other word on them. And when the session or meeting was over, he would collect the folders and keep them as keepsakes. Because they said classified or confidential or some other word on them
0: okay so remember how just yesterday we had been complimenting trump that he had just kind of disappeared and Mm -hmm. was being quiet and letting the process play itself out yeah he couldn't let that stand for even one day after we said it Mm -hmm. so we so you are led to believe that the president you are the president of the united states you have access to Everything related to this country, you do things, you go places, you see things, you meet people that many only could ever dream about. And we're led to believe that you're keeping folders Mm -hmm. because you thought it was cool. (laughs)
1: Right, You need a keepsake from the White House, a folder.
0: I don't know what's worse, this story being real Uh and have actually him actually doing it or him lying about it. Saying that. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is again this is why he cannot be the face of the Republican Party or the Republican nominee. Can you imagine that in a debate? Mr. President, why did you have all these folders marked classified? Well, I thought they were really cool.
1: Mhm. I wanted some keepsakes. <laughs> Yeah, he went on to say he posted this on his Truth Social. He said that Biden is being treated so much better than him. He's shocked. Why aren't they raiding his house? How come his representatives and lawyers are allowed to work with the Gestapo in looking for documents when his lawyers and representatives were not allowed anywhere near the search? So he's playing, uh, you're being nicer to him than you were to me guy.
0: I also love that he made... uh... He doesn't proofread anything, so he made a g- 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 uh, spelling uh, mistake in here. I just stop.
1: Just, but no, he won't because he's preparing for his return to Facebook and Twitter. His presidential campaign petitioned Facebook and asked them to unblock his account. account. And now they're considering it.
0: Okay, so serious question for you, because I think it is becoming more obvious by the day that Donald Trump will not be the Republican nominee for president. Um, I think people are more and more coming around to the idea of the things that we are talking about. And this is an example. And this is a very real conversation that is going to need to be had. Will Donald Trump consider running as a third party Is he that spiteful that Mm -hmm. he would consider running as a third party if he doesn't get it? Now, not that running as a third party in and of itself is a spiteful thing. You know how I feel about libertarians. I think it's phenomenal. But he would be doing it saying, I tried to be it as a Republican. I couldn't get it. So now I'm going to do Mm -hmm. it as this just because I don't want you to have it. The libertarians or other third parties are not running because they don't want someone else to have it. They're running because, hey, we have these ideas. We want to put them out there, blah, blah, blah. He would be doing this and he would be knowing what he's doing would be to try to teach the Republicans a lesson Mm -hmm. or whatever and it would be spiked. Right. Is that... uh, There's a big part of me that thinks he would do it. There's also a big part of me that thinks he wouldn't because I still think of this Cory loves the country. Yeah but i'm not sure the spiteful part of trump wouldn't win out over the part of him that knows what's best for america which
1: is greater in donald trump is it his patriotism or is it his ego
0: well that's a, that this is why we're having this conversation right, right now
1: because if he does run as an independent we know what's going to happen that'll split the ticket
0: yeah you, I mean, you would say uh, Trump would,
1: supporters would go with him yep. and Republicans and he would go that. with DeSantis and or he whoever knows that. it would be. You're absolutely right. right. And then what happens? They Neither one of them end up winning. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got an H. Ross Perot situation.
0: Yes. Um, real quick, before we get to this thing from CNN, I'd like to clarify something from an earlier segment mm-hmm. because we. We're who, right.
1: Who knew that Chelsea Handler would have a
0: having such a big conversation about the moon and the sun. So if you have been listening throughout the show today, we got during the voicemail segment and I played it just because it was hilarious of how angry and adamant this woman was about the moon and the sun. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the thing of where life altering stuff happening in front of you every day and not a phone call about that, but the moon and the sun, that's what set the lady off. And we were talking about the moon and the sun rising at different times and one going up while one is going down and how Chelsea Handler could possibly not Know that they're separate things. Right. And she called this lady being all high and mighty. About like act like we were idiots because <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what she said, but how the moon rises in the west. Like she tried to say the moon. I, Kevin, I understand. Remember that? She was adamant that the moon rises in the west, and you're a moron for not knowing that. Yeah, that's what she said. Okay, so this was then sent to us by a listener because it was like there's no way the moon rises in the west. Like she
1: said, well, only when there's a new moon though. Yeah,
0: yeah. She was all over the place, and again, I was just playing the phone call because it was hilarious that that was what made her so angry a gajillion things in this country in this state whatever she's getting screwed by our government and that was it so somebody a listener sent me this and it is from spectrum news one by meteorolo- meteorologist ferdinand Fur, f-u-r-e-r and he wrote this this is the whole thing about the how the moon and the mm-hmm. sun rise so here's what it says i'm just going to read it to you okay The sun always rises in the east and sets in the west. This is because the earth rotates on its axis in a counterclockwise motion or from west to east. It is the earth's rotation on its axis that makes the sun rise in the east and set in the west. The same holds true for the moon. It is the earth's rotation on its axis that makes the moon rise in east and set in west. He then goes on to say at the bottom, he goes through all this stuff, I'm not going to read all of it, the moon rises 50 minutes later each day, so it only seems like there is no pattern to the Earth-Moon relationship. You have to pay much closer attention to the moonrise and moonset relationship because of the 50-minute time difference. Also, it's harder to track when the moon rises during daylight hours. We were right.
1: There we go. Rob now Kendall, one, moon lady, zero. And I don't know <laughs> 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 We're keeping score.
2: And
0: I don't know. Know nothing about what was it astronomy mm-hmm. or whatever but I do know how to look up in the sky and I know where I see the moon when the sun's going down
1: we should get you a <laughs> telescope you can really get into it find out if the moon is really made of cheese.
0: (laughs) Let us all know. Sorry, we could play the CNN thing now. I just wanted to point that out.
1: It is 13 minutes after 11. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Joe Biden for years has said, I give you my word as a Biden to underscore his credibility. (laughs) Right? Well, stop the presses. And what's going on with CNN? CNN, sidebar here, doing some actual reporting. The new boss has changed things. And it's becoming noticeable at this point
0: yeah so we're gonna play this clip and this is a random confused likely accidental act of journalism at cnn which casey just pointed out is becoming more and more prevalent they admit hunter biden brought multiple business associates to meet with joe biden at the white house which is the exact opposite of what joe biden said happened listen
2: A CNN review of the laptop data as well as other public material shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman magnani a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the f and White White House and the Vice President's House and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last
1: name gold.
0: I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden.
1: <laughs> A a truer statement has never been said. A lot of things in his life would not have happened had his last name not been Biden.
0: And this is from CNN, so you can't say it's Fox News or Newsmax Mm -hmm. or Breitbart or some Mm -hmm. right-wing conspiracy. This family, and I'm talking Biden, I'm talking his kid, Mm -hmm. I'm talking his brothers. They are all dirty beyond a, a level that I can't even begin to describe and they have been successful at it i think that is Mm -hmm. until now apparently the media may have decided they're done with biden Mm -hmm. he has been for 50 years allowed to become incredibly wealthy the most powerful man in the country his kid who you wouldn't let him work part-time at a
1: Well, he probably wouldn't show up half the time.
0: Well, you're right. And, you know, he's a millionaire. I mean, this is just... These people have used and abused this country beyond belief, beyond description. And I guess now maybe we're going to pay attention to it. But, man, it's just... What a dangerous group of people.
1: Yeah. And his advisors are still saying that the special, special counsel probe into him and his family is not going to change his 24 plans. Like he still plans on running for president. And they've also said that he's going to undergo a second physical evaluation soon and that they're going to release that. Oh. Because we've questioned, well, not just us, but many people have questioned his mental and physical ability to be president. So they're going to try and take care of that. It's 17 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on
3: 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at K-I-S-Q-A-L-I and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: Yeah! Uh. <laughs> Jay Ferguson, Thunder Island. This, this one makes me happy Rob you should like this because it's really not a major hit
0: <laughs> Thunder Island what are you you're joking right no Jay Ferguson's Thunder Island I'd like it yeah but I'm just, you I'm not talking about it. you just said this was not a major hit this song was a colossal hit
1: it was a hit but not staying power it, it kind of goes in one of your your category of songs. Yeah, it does kind of seem like a Rob song. Mm-hmm. Why would I like this song? <laughs> it's from the 70s, right? Oh,
0: so if it's from the 70s, it was a giant sack of crap, but it was from the 70s. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, let, let's just play here for just a second. You tell me why uh, Why you think I would like this. Uh, I'm going to read the lyrics. Oh, No. <laughs> She was in the color of the Indian summer, mm-hmm. and we shared the hours without number until one day the sky turned dark and the winds grew wild. Caught by the rain and blinded by the lightning, mm-hmm. we rode the storm out, out there on, on Thunder, on Thunder Island. Island. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's about the melody, the music.
0: You heard that, and you thought, "Boy, Rob would love that." <laughs> he packed a punch in those lines.
1: <laughs> it's twenty-two minutes after eleven. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, taking a look at some trending stories. Uh, Jim Banks released his endorsements from Indiana leaders. He's grateful to be supported by such strong conservatives here in Indiana.
0: I love when people do this because they all these politicians do this. Uh, Johnny Mm so-and-so, who is a state representative, has endorsed me. Nobody cares. Nobody votes based on how somebody else told you to vote, and these politicians can never figure this out. In the case of someone like me, if Mm -hmm. you're rolling out how much the establishment people like you, I'm going the other direction. That's and, a reason
1: to make you. And I turn really around. thought
0: Jim Banks would not be the sort of person who would be doing that, mm-hmm. but thus far, yeah. he is just rolling out one politician after another yeah. who really likes him. He's following the playbook. And, I, and, I, and so I I don't t- And by the way, Jim has been on mm-hmm. every show on this station now mm-hmm. except for ours. Yeah. And as a kinder gentler rob I would like to extend the invitation for Jim to come on Mm -hmm. our show, Mm -hmm. and I promise in the kindest, most gentlest way possible to ask very serious questions about him voting for Kevin McCarthy Mm -hmm. 15 times. I also, in the kindest, most gentlest way possible, promise to ask him questions about why he so badly wanted to be in the House of Representatives that he ran for whip. And then within basically like a week of him not getting the whip, yeah, he's running for U.S. Senate, and why that wouldn't just make him another power-hungry politician. But I promise, Mm -hmm. to make our audience happy, because a lot of our audience wants to give Jim a big hug, and he's the new infallible guy of the day, Mm -hmm. ask those questions in the kindest, most gentlest way possible. Okay. So there's the invitation for Jim X. Okay. We'll see what a tough Marine guy that he is. Also
1: trending, good news for homeowners, interest rates are hovering at their low level since september and mortgage applications have jumped up 28 percent in a week because of it finally trending today is national popcorn day hashtag popcorn also celebrating a birthday today besides yours truly dolly parton so cue up the jolene that's next
2: (laughs) are
0: you serious
1: What's wrong with Dolly? You got it's, a problem with Dolly Parton? It's your
0: birthday and you've chosen to waste it on Jay Ferguson and Thunder Island and Dolly Parton. It's so funny that you said Jolene because
1: I was listening to that on my drive here. No. Yeah, I got it on a playlist. You
0: were not. It's
1: uh-huh. the only
2: Dolly Parton I song I listen to. I don't believe
0: that for a second. <laughs> you, Kevin, would not do I, that to yourself. I cannot
1: tell a lie. So Lisa Marie Presley has decided (laughs) that she is, well, she left the $500 million property of Graceland, to her children. Uh Her twins, Harper and Finley, they're 14, and also Riley Kehoe, 33, going to inherit the Memphis, Tennessee property.
0: So isn't this interesting when you compare that to the story we did about uh, Marie Osmond the other day, who Mm -hmm. said, I'm not leaving my kids anything, anything," versus Lisa Marie, who is continuing, and again, there's totally nothing wrong with this. I just think it's an interesting thing where her, I think one of the biggest downfalls for her obviously was she lost her father at a very young age. But because of the wealth that his name was able to create, she was always able to easily, in most cases, bail herself out of whatever personal mm-hmm. constriction or conflict that she had created. And I think in many ways it fed that addiction and the lifestyle that she led. And you do worry, because at least two of those daughters are very young. I think one of them's older, right? But two of them... 14. The twins are 14, and
1: the older one is
0: 33. Yeah, okay. So the 33-year-old, you're like, Mm -hmm. hey, look, it sucks to lose a parent at any age, but at least you're a full-blown adult and have the skills to cope with that. But the younger ones, you do worry. And when there's multiple people involved, obviously now that estate is going to be tied into multiple people, and that rarely works out well. So you do wonder now what is going to become of Graceland.
1: It's interesting that you mentioned that it will have multiple owners now, because Lisa Marie has said that Graceland was 100% hers. It was given to her. However, it was her mother, Priscilla, that really turned it around and made it a museum In 1982, I think it was, and made it into the tourist attraction that it is today. 13 acres on Graceland, and it showcases a lot of Elvis paraphernalia.
0: I know we got to get to a break, but I did want to say this because I think, especially as generations come and go, we place less and less emphasis on understanding and appreciating the people that came before us and the people that came before us are how you got here and we as a society do not place value on holding on to and learning and understanding the things that were important to the people that came before us and I do worry that then if ultimately these kids Mm -hmm. decide hey Graceland it has not been instilled to us how special this thing is and you will hold on to this because of what it meant to our family and what your father what my father your grandfather meant to our family I do worry that maybe those things are always better kept in family hands rather than in corporate hands and I, I just think as a society we are not teaching people to cherish and value the things that were important to the people who came before us.
1: Well it is a family estate because Vernon Presley Elvis and now Lisa Marie they're all buried yeah. there. Yeah. It's Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC eleven twenty eight. Good morning. Jolene Mm-mm. Jolene. Yeah. Jolene Jolene. You're gonna pay big
0: time for this tomorrow. It's all Harry Chapin.
1: Today's Dolly Parton's birthday. It's a good day to have a birthday. Yeah,
0: big time, and I'm talking like Harry Chapin Deep Cuts. <laughs> Harry Chapin Deep Cuts day tomorrow. Like, remember when the music came in wooden boxes and stuff like that? <laughs> You'll see. Okay. Thanks for so, the warning. So, eat it up.
1: Thanks for the warning. Cats on the
0: cradle and the solar spoon. <laughs> I asked for absolutely nothing, and then I happened to ask for... Some calming musical <laughs> influence. Dan Fogelberg. Who Dan Fogelberg did nothing to anyone other than bring immense joy. Mm-hmm. And you stripped that from me, and you replace it with Jay Ferguson and Dolly Parton. <laughs> I I'm, would like I'm to keep po- score. I would
1: like to point out, Kevin, back me up. The beats per minute stepped up.
0: When yeah. I made
1: some suggestions.
0: Yeah. I think um, the we beats needed, per minute. I think what we is needed that? to wake people up a little bit. The and beats you, per minute. Yeah. We needed some more up tempo up-tempo music. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rob, but I mean, Vogelberg doesn't even have drums in his music.
1: <laughs>
2: and I, I just can't get behind that.
0: Kevin was like, Kevin, Kevin earlier was like, yeah, you know, I just kind of listen to music. uh You know, just based on if it has drums or not. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of important to me. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, weird. (laughs) It's eleven thirty-five with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So the Treasury Department is warning that today the country could hit the thirty-one point four trillion dollar borrowing cap. Let's talk debt ceiling. Deadline. It's really not a hard deadline, though, is it? Because the Treasury Department says that they can still use extraordinary measures and pay the bills for another few months.
0: Uh, This happens all the time in government, and we've talked about this, is that the people in the government spell out a doomsday scenario. And then they do that so that you won't actually see if the world will end, because basically every single time you say, okay, let's see if the world ends. It never ends. Mm -hmm. And they're very successful with this one because there's a lot of, and again, I'm trying, even though I've been forced to listen to this Dolly Parton music and Jay Ferguson (laughs) and to keep my kinder, gentler tone throughout the course of the show here today. They do this because people are largely uninformed and the people in the government recognize that the people as a collective won't do the research necessary. Here's a great example of this, and you have to have a backbone of steel to stand up to these people, and I learned about it real quick. When I was first elected, uh, our community in Brownsburg was giving a whole bunch of money, from the town was giving a whole bunch of money to the school corporation for zero reason. Other than, the politicians were weak, and when they went to meetings and stuff in the community, they wanted the people who were in charge of the school corporation to say nice things about them. As such, we weren't doing things with the money. We should have been doing, like building roads, sidewalks, bridges, etc. So, I came in and said, we're done with that. Mm -hmm. And their response, they being the school corporation, because they were actually using that money... They never should have been getting to begin with as part of their budget. And then they realized, oh, crap, we're not being responsible with our own money. And if they got this money that we've been strong arming out of the town, well, then we're in big trouble. And people realize we haven't been being responsible. So they proceeded to say, well, if you do this, we're going to have to fire a whole bunch of bus drivers. Mm -hmm. And they convinced, the superintendent and the administration, convinced all these bus drivers, Rob Kendall is stealing your money, and <laughs> if Rob Kendall does this with the money, then you will be potentially out of a job or have your hours cut. Casey, I kid you not, there was the the Brownsburg Town Hall was filled with bus drivers who were getting up at the podium, literally crying. Not their fault. Well, it was their fault in the sense they didn't do the research for themselves, but if your boss comes to you and says, well, Rob Kendall's stealing your money, and if you do this, you, there's a good chance you might be fired. And they got up there, and I just told them, I said, you people are being used, you're being played, they will not allow bus drivers to be fired, they will actually have to find the money with mm-hmm. their own money and mm-hmm. be responsible. And to this day, Casey, mm-hmm. we ca- we started using the money for the stuff it's supposed to be used for, and- Not one bus driver was fired, and now I always laugh hysterically because from time to time, there are big, giant signs across the town of Brownsburg that says, bus drivers needed, help wanted, please call this phone number, blah, blah, blah. That is, on a much bigger scale, what our federal government does, or in a sense, our state government does. Right now, we're talking about debt ceiling. The world is not going to end if if the Republicans don't roll over and play dead and just raise the debt ceiling the Republicans should call the bluff because we already heard it was mm-hmm. Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's June, right? It just went from Right, th- exactly. We got to do something right Thursday. Well, you know, the Treasury can take steps up until June. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, okay, yeah, I guess we can do it till June. Mm-hmm. This is what the government does. It fear mongers and it intimidates and there are just not enough people in in the public office who have, one, who are informed enough to actually figure it out themselves, and two, if they are, have the backbone necessary to say, okay, you want to play a game? Let's play, and let's see what happens.
1: Well, the Republicans need to take control of the narrative, because every time this happens, they lose on the public message front and get blamed for government shutdowns. But but,
0: but if you think through it logically, like what happens every time there's a government shutdown? The go- The government doesn't stop doing whatever the government wants it to do. do. They do like ancillary things like the park is closed. Well, sorry, I know people like going to the park, but in terms of what's important for the nation, I'm willing to shut the park down Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks in order to get inflation under control.
1: Exactly. But they always get blamed for it. Oh, the government was shut down because of the Republicans.
0: Yeah. And that is where, and you're right, the Republicans need to, first of all, everybody always gets their back pay too. I love mm-hmm. the fact and now they're talking about this with the military, about the people who haven't been in the military for six months or whatever because of the COVID shot. Well, we should give them back pay. The 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 government people always get their money. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Like if we got laid off here and six weeks later they were like hey, uh, we made an egregious mistake. Kendall and Casey should totally come back. Do you think they would be stroking us a check and for the, six, the week, way, six weeks we were gone? Here's the money
1: we, we owe you. So that's
0: how ridiculous yeah. this this whole thing is. But you're right. It's a messaging thing. The Republicans need to be out there and they need to say what I just said which is, would it be inconvenient if a, par- if a national park was shut down for a week or two? Yep. But you know what's more inconvenient? Mm-hmm. Paying double for mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. what you were paying two years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's a- an inconvenience we are willing to take in this- these parks being shut down in order to get the price of goods and services under control so people can afford to live.
1: Absolutely. Republicans need to tell a better story, get Americans to understand that it is this massive oversight spending over and over and over again, which is part of the reason why everything is so expensive. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this Congressman James Clyburn of South Carolina. He's a top ally of the Biden White House, and he's convinced that Biden's going to seek re-election. Even as these documents are drip, drip, dripping out,
0: isn't this so? James Clyburn, he is a representative from South Carolina. He is uh, one of the leaders, Democrat leaders in the House, member of the Congressional Black Caucus. He's basically the guy who they credit was saving Biden's campaign. Biden was, <laughs> was had been smoked in Iowa mm-hmm. and then New Hampshire. And then Clyburn came out in South Carolina, which is the third state, and said everybody needs to vote for Biden. He wins South Carolina. Then they orchestrate the deal with Buttigieg to get out in exchange mm-hmm. for making him transportation secretary. Right, failed uh, travel agent. <laughs> as our caller said earlier. <laughs> uh, Amy Klobuchar gets out. I mean, they all get out on the basically same day, same time. Mm-hmm. So Clyburn is the guy they credited with that. Now, Clyburn um, obviously has a vested interest in Biden staying in there, because if Biden gets out, Clyburn loses a lot of juice. Like, Gavin Newsom don't care what James Clyburn has to say, and probably Kamala don't care what James Clyburn has to say. Certainly not to the extent and is certainly not as beholden to James Clyburn as Biden is. This is the interesting thing, though, right? Will Biden go through with it? Because you keep looking at this going, his age, his mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. his mental deterioration, mm-hmm. his his low approval ratings, and now the stuff with the documents, how could he possibly go through with it? But then you ask yourself, almost how could he not? Because if he's not the president, now he's super, super vulnerable, just like Trump became, of all the bull crap mm-hmm. actually being held accountable for the bull crap, because you can prosecute an ex-president. You can't indict a current president.
1: Yeah, it's never good when there's a special prosecutor appointed. It's definitely not a place that he wants to be in as he's launching a re-election campaign. If he launches one, they're saying that it will be after the State of the Union address, which he hasn't officially been invited to yet. Um, But that's not until February. And then aides for his campaign are saying that it won't be a one-day event when he does announce, like Trump, where... I'm running for president. Yeah, right. It will be very much by Nesk, drip, drip, drip. Right. It will be multiple events over an extended period of time to let you know that he's running.
0: Uh, when we come back, you put this on the template, mm-hmm. and I thought this was. Um... I thought this was really interesting. John Larroquette, we had mentioned him because Mm. he is back with the night court. Right. He's the lone guy who came back. You put a fact on here about, so he is the narrator in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah, the very beginning of the 1974 movie.
0: Which became... Cult classic. Cult classic. Mm -hmm. And then the remake is the scariest movie ever made. But anyway, about, this was kind of a Kickstarter for him very early in his Mm -hmm. career and how he was paid to do this. Yeah. Or in this case, not paid to do this. not paid. It's a fascinating story. I thought it was great.
3: Okay, it's coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
2: Ten minutes
1: in front of 12, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Alec Baldwin being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. I am floored by this. Yeah, this is the news coming down. This was uh, in regards to that fatal shooting on the set of the film Rust.
0: Yeah, this just breaking. So, involuntary manslaughter. Now, Mm -hmm. according to two counts, according to NBC News, It is a fourth-degree felony, normally punishable by up to 18 months in prison and a $5,000 fine, but a firearm enhancement on charges could make the criminal crime punishable, according to NBC, by a mandatory sentence of five years in jail. Wow. I am, and by the way, as part of this, the uh, first assistant director guided by the name of David Halls Mm -hmm. has already agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. I am, look, uh, look, I I don't disagree with this because as we talked about on this show, uh, I mean, this goes back front of, I think Mock was still here when we were uh, first talking about this. Ultimately, he points the gun Mm -hmm. and fires. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently, he's not very good at pointing a gun if the woman got shot, because let's face it, if he's not, the whole claim was the, the the gun, he didn't do the firing of the gun. Right. And that, you know, which was total bullcrap and that he didn't point the gun at her. Well, if he hadn't pointed the gun at her, then the gu- the bullet would not have hit her. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you are responsible If you've got a gun in your hand... I mean, I was taught this as a little boy because, obviously, growing up in a law enforcement house, I was around weapons all the time. And my dad, I remember, as a little boy, would tell me, "Do never point a firearm at someone unless you intend to use it. Yes. I mean... Yes. So, totally, I'm totally on board with this. uh, But I'm just amazed that they actually went through with it given who he is. Now, I think, and we said this at the time, those interviews that he did... Mm -hmm did him no favors whatsoever.
1: Right. Those probably hurt him. Well, the Santa Fe First Judicial District Attorney and the special prosecutor said they had a thorough review of the evidence and the laws of the state of New Mexico, and they've determined that there is a sufficient amount of evidence to file criminal charges, and He is still going on the defense that he did not know that there was a live bullet in the gun, and they're saying it is a terrible miscarriage of justice.
0: Uh, The special prosecutor, her name is Andrea Reeb, said this, and I think this is what it's going to come down to, right? The evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety Mm. on the Rust film set. In New Mexico, there is no room for film sets that don't take our state's commitment to gun safety and public safety safety seriously. She also said if any one of these people, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls had done their job, uh, Halana Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple. It's hard to argue with that Mm -hmm. because, again, it comes back to Baldwin isn't just an actor on this set. He's basically in charge Mm -hmm. as a producer. Yeah, So ultimately responsible. Right. So... The fact that the gun was still loaded, even if, I mean, you put, put all the things together, the gun was still loaded. He's not over that. He, On top of that, clearly, he must have pointed the gun at her based on the fact that the bullet hit her. Mm-hmm. So
1: between 18 months and five
0: years- Well, we'll, you know, we'll see. Ultimately, it could be pleaded down. down, Yeah. Which is probably the likely scenario here. I can't imagine at his age that he would go to trial, especially if he can do something that involves avoiding jail time. Yeah. Who knows? Obviously, her family is going to be involved in that conversation. But good on these people that at least they're going to make him play it out. Good Mm -hmm. on them.
1: Yeah. And they're not swayed by his Hollywood stars.
0: Yeah. No good I think that's great And obviously more information Will come out about this I One of the rare times I was totally wrong I was 100% convinced That he was going to Strike some deal With that family Mm -hmm. You know him off. A sizable monetary yep. family yep. say, we consider this closed. They said no. Good for them? Yeah, they, Good didn't, on them.
1: they didn't want any of that. Okay, let's talk about John Larroquette. We've been teasing this all morning long. Of course, he's in the new Night Court show, which debuted recently. Rob gave it a thumbs down. But if you recall, he narrated the prologue of the movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the creepiest and scariest movies of all time, in my opinion. And he did it without
0: pay. Well, he got something.
1: (laughs) He didn't get money. He was paid in marijuana. (laughs) So he was a bartender, and the director of the movie came in to the bar, and they became friends and started talking. And so the director said, hey, you want to narrate this prologue for this movie I'm working on? And John Larkin said, sure, and he gave him some some marijuana, some cannabis, walked out of the recording studio, patted him on the back, and said, good luck. Uh, Set him on his merry way.
0: There are some really interesting stories about famous movies where what are now or even then famous people took deals that were clearly not in their favor as time has gone forth. One of the more famous ones is Donald Sutherland in Animal House, mm-hmm. who took a straight fee to be in the movie Animal House. He's the college professor. Right. He was the name. They needed a name to be in the movie, even though he's not a super prominent character. And instead of I don't think he's ever gotten royalties or anything off of Animal House because he took a straight fee. And so all the money that Animal House has made over the years he's not he's getting not any of it well, it's a stupid college movie. I'm, right. It's not going to make any money. I'll just get a, a get a straight fee and be done with it. So he's cost himself probably millions of dollars over the years.
1: All he did was spark a bajay with Boone and Katie. But his <laughs> butt, you can see his butt That's in right. that movie. Yeah, he showed his butt and he got nothing for it. Yeah, with that sweater. So um, that happens a lot. Later on, John Larroquette did hook up with the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie Uh and they've worked together since and he's actually given him more work over the
0: years. So it paid off for him. Well enjoy this Eric Clapton because tomorrow lady, Mm -hmm. it's all you, Chapin. Thank you Rob. Rob. Maybe some narration in there. Maybe not even music. Maybe just him speaking the spoken word. (laughs) That's all you need.
1: Thanks for being here today, and we're going to count on you to be back tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.